0: Hello,
1: and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm really excited because by the time that you're listening to this episode, I will be coming off of maternity leave very, very soon. So this episode is coming out in middle to late December 2020. And I plan to be back to work. I don't know full time, but definitely plan to be back to work in some capacity in January 2021. So that's like right around the corner. So if you've been listening to my episodes all fall and you've been wanting to work with me, now is the time to reach out before my schedule fills back up. So if you are interested in learning more about working together and chatting with me, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And there there will be a quick little form to fill out and then it'll forward you to my calendar where you can schedule yourself and we'll chat. And just keep in mind that coaching together is definitely an investment of time, money and energy. And so if you're not willing to invest any three of those things, then coaching probably isn't the right fit for you. And it might just be a better fit for you to continue listening to the podcast, or check out my course crappy to happy, which is definitely a investment of time, money and energy. But just keep that in mind as you are reaching out. And I've got a really good episode for you today with a long time client, Maureen. I've been working with her for a while and I adore her. So I know a lot about her. So you'll notice that we didn't really get into some of like the deeper stuff, the inner child work, because again, we work through a lot of that. And I really like sometimes having clients on the show and then sometimes having brand new folks on the show. So you can really see this range of coaching that I do with clients because sometimes we really have to dig deep. I don't know anything and I want to know. What was mom like? What was dad like? What was childhood like? All of those things. And then it's really great to see how then you can use some of that information and kind of add on to it in terms of how you spend your time and your energy and feminine masculine energy and all of those types of things and passion and things like that, which is exactly what we got into in our coaching conversation today. So Marina, I think she described herself. I think this is relatively verbatim as a puddle of feminine energy. She wants to meditate. She wants to clean. She wants to focus on the self-care inner work that she learned to do while working with me over the years. Um, but when it comes to moving her career forward, she feels stuck and she feels like she needs to like reinvigorate her masculine energy. You know, she used to be really strong into her masculine energy, which I'm sure many of you listening can relate to. She can knock out any to-do list. She can succeed in anything in her career, but it was at the point where like it was, you know, really really intense and it was all consuming and ultimately she wasn't happy. But she wants to be able to pull some of that masculine energy into her life now so that she can accomplish some career goals that she has and that she feels like has been, you know, a little bit stalled for the past few years. And I really like this episode is coming now. Now we do talk about the pandemic and how career might be affected by that. This episode, like I said, is coming out in December. I am recording this episode before I have the baby in August. I have no idea what life is going to look like. I don't know who our president will be. I don't know if we'll be reaching herd immunity or a vaccine or something else. So just note that like, it might be a little tone deaf in that respect. However, I do really like this topic because I think that once we get to the end of December, and we're looking on to a new year, and I think because so many people felt like their life has just been stalled in 2020. I mean, that's just a perception. I don't think it's true. But I know that's a perception many have that I think there's going to be a lot of drive of like, all right, now I'm going to move my career forward. Now I'm going to move my love life forward. Now I'm moving my health goals forward or whatever it is in 2021. And If that's you and you can relate to that, then you're really going to like this episode because it's really going to help you to balance both your feminine and masculine energy in a way that will help you most sustainably to reach whatever goals you have, whether it's your love life, career, health, family, friendships, community, spirituality, whatever it is. Now, if you are brand new to feminine masculine energy, I do have some episodes on it. We'll have to dig through the archives and put those in the show notes so that you can listen and get some more background information. But I'll just say this very quickly just to give you a quick little primer to feminine masculine energy. First, feminine masculine energy has nothing to do with male versus female. Men need to experience and have feminine and masculine energy, and women need to have both feminine and masculine energy. Typically, a male who identifies as a man will typically have more masculine energy than feminine energy, and a woman who typically identifies as a female will have more feminine energy than masculine energy. However, that doesn't always work out because we live in a world where the masculine is valued over the feminine. You know, we live in a capitalist society. I'm not anti-capitalist. However, I think sometimes we need to change our relationship to it because we live in a society that's all-consuming of produce, 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 and create, 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 and make, 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 and more money, and more this, and more that. And that's really, really exhausting, and it's very easy to burn out. However, it's still the things in society that we value. And so, I think that even though I think a lot of women would naturally have more feminine energy because we live in a masculine deranged world, it doesn't always feel like that. But I think that if we can embrace the feminine more, then I think as women, we can feel a lot less burnout pulled in many, many directions, all of those things. And just to give a very quick explanation of what feminine and masculine energy is, you can also think of it as sun and moon energy, yin and yang energy. So like if you go to vinyasa yoga, that is a yang yoga class. If you go to a yin yoga class, you know that you're going to be holding deep stretches for long periods of time, and you're just going to be more in the energy of being. So masculine energy is the energy of doing, it's the energy of holding space, it's the energy of producing and just making things. It's a very forward focused energy. Feminine energy is the energy of being, it's the energy of taking up space, it's the energy of feeling and emotion and creativity. So I always come back to the river metaphor. If you think of a river and the ground, you need, you know, the ditch and you need like the banks of the river. And if you didn't have the actual shape of what the river would look like, you would have just a big flood and the feminine energy, which is the water would just go and go and go until it just got absorbed by the ground or until, you know, there's just, you know, a big flood. Whereas if you just had the shape of the river, but no water, you would have a ditch, you wouldn't actually have a river. So you need both in order to create a river. And also like, there's only so many ways you can make a riverbed, right? You just need the bottom of the river and the sides of the river. So masculine energy tends to be pretty much straightforward and pretty, this is what you get. Whereas feminine energy, you know, you can have a little creek or a stream or a lovely river, or you can have a thrashing river that's actually quite deadly. So feminine energy can look in a lot of different ways, more so than masculine energy. So I just want to give you that little primer to feminine masculine in case you are brand new to it, or in case you just need another explanation to help, you know, you might have heard about feminine masculine energy before, but it didn't really make sense to you. So hopefully maybe this helped make some more sense to you. But I think you'll definitely understand it more because I'm going to talk a lot more about it with Maureen as we get into her coaching conversation and specifically how she can use these two energies to work together in order to advance her career goals. And just one thing, maybe you're awesome in your career right now and you're not really focused on that and you're focused more on love life or health or community or something else. And that's totally fine because... What I'm talking about is going to apply to whatever area of your life that you have goals in. So, as long as you have goals and desires and things that you want to accomplish, then I think the more you can think of it in terms of how can I use both feminine and masculine energy to achieve those things, the better off and more likely for success uh, you will be in. So, I hope you enjoy this episode and you'll keep some of the lessons in mind as you move into January and New Year's resolutions time and maybe it'll be an opportunity for you to really assess what is it that you want in your life and how you can go about reaching those things. All right, let's jump in. Hi, Maureen. Welcome to the show. How can I help today?
0: Hi, Veronica. I was just... Wondering. um, So when I started working with you, I was heavily in my masculine energy, which made me really successful in my career, but I think really unhappy in my personal life. Mm -hmm. And so I've spent the last couple of years cultivating more feminine energy, and I feel like I've been very successful. But now I'm having trouble re-engaging with my masculine energy for things like job applications and career transitions. And it's like I'm having trouble finding balance between the two. Okay. And how does it manifest
1: itself? Like, are you saying like you just would rather watch TV all day than send job applications or something else?
0: It's like, I would rather meditate or like I make sure I have time for meditation and or like cleaning my space so it's functional. But like, I'm neglecting that my like task at hand for these feminine energy activities. So it's just like, it's chewing away at the time that I really need to be using for more productive activities, even though it's like, I know I can do it. You know, I know I should have a relationship with my feminine energy. I think I'm a better person on the other side, but I would like to tap into some of that old masculine energy where I can actually really churn some projects out and actually get things done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. A couple of things came up for me as you were sharing that one, let's go back to the olden days when you were working really hard and in your masculine, tell me what that masculine energy was like. What did it look like? How did it affect your life?
0: The way it felt was, and I don't think I had a name for it at that time, but it felt like I would take a lot of satisfaction from getting tasks done, mm-hmm. from sort of creating these comprehensive projects and submitting them and knowing that they were really, you know, above average. But that also, that energy pulled from what I, you know, what would have been my feminine energy then where I, and I would feel, I think, emotionally exhausted. And the way I tried to manage my life was a lot of control. And like that masculine energy was trying to control my relationships with men, control, you know, other random things like, you know, my diet and not really listening or acknowledging any intuitive part of my soul. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So that's sort of where, you know, it's like, I miss being able to sort of tap into that. Like, I want to live with both and I want to have a way to honor, like the feminine side of me that I've cultivated, but also like sit down, get my work done. I don't know. use yeah. that Capricorn energy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely have some Capricorn energy to spare, but you have Aries energy. So mm-hmm. okay. There's two things that are coming up, but here's the first thing. It seems to me like your experience with being in your masculine, like heavily into your masculine is almost like masculine on overdrive. Dare you even say like a toxic masculinity, like that control. But that's your experience in the masculine. You're like, oh, but I was super productive. I was doing this and I was doing that. And I could get that off my to-do list and and that's the kind of society that we live in. And so that kind of behavior has a lot of gratification. It's also just in a capitalist society. That's how a lot of us are socialized to, you know, redeem our self-worth, our value and all that kind of stuff. And so while I want to support you, you know, feeling a little bit more balanced and getting back into your masculine and not, you know, procrastinating on some of the things that, you know, you need to do in order to move you forward. I'm not sure that getting back to that kind of masculine is the answer and maybe that's part of the resistance because your body's like I was so exhausted it was so it's hard to try to control everything. All the oh time. my
0: gosh, it's exhausting and you know even though I was successful career-wise I think I was really profoundly unhappy and I felt empty and I think we've talked about this or you've talked about it on your show masculine energy is sort of like the thing that holds the feminine energy or like the container and like feminine energy would be like the water. And right now I just feel sort of like a puddle. Like it's like all my feminine energy is everywhere. And I'm like, like I know that the old masculine is not what I want. And that might be something I'm fighting, like you said, but I also think like I need to find a way to like create a healthy container for it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's look at it this way too, because I actually think you have more masculine energy than you think. So, Okay, let me just give you a completely different example and then we'll tie it back to yours. So, um, you know, in general, like, you know, a mom, you know, is a female and has feminine energy. But does that mean like everything that she does with mothering is in the feminine energy realm? No, like right, like like if she was soothing a baby or breastfeeding, like that would be more feminine nurturing, all that kind of stuff. But if she's like running around trying to get her kids out the door to school and get their lunches and their homework done and blah 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 blah, like she's doing shit. That's masculine energy. Yeah. So she's quote unquote mothering. Right. And so mm-hmm. if you're able to not just think about meditating and think about how nice that would be, but actually doing it, that's masculine energy. That's Uh masculine energy, like holding the space for the feminine in the meditation or in the journaling or in whatever, like thing you're calling feminine energy, but like to actually do that action, like that's masculine energy.
0: Okay. I I would agree with that.
1: Okay. Does that shift some things for you?
0: Uh, I think it renames what my definition is a little bit. So like maybe engage with that a little bit more or a little bit more. like sort of name that feeling just a little bit of what it feels like to actually do the thing, uh, which in this case would be a feminine activity. Right. Right.
1: It requires a masculine masculine energy to actually, to do anything, right. To get up, eat breakfast, to sit down and meditate. Now, if you were to sit down and meditate and just like think all the time and like not able to like really focus on your breath or get into prayer or anything like that, then, like, there's room to even bring the feminine energy more in, but like, that's still masculine energy, like going through the motions. And mm-hmm. a lot of people actually find themselves in that kind of trap, like, especially my clients, like, they'll do all the assignments and the journaling work and the meditations that I give them, but it's like they're in still very much in their masculine because they're just going through the motions. So, what does it look like now when you're trying to, quote unquote, force yourself to send out job applications, you know, quote unquote, get shit done?
0: I mean, and this could be related to like adult ADHD. It's like, you've seen this in me before. Like I think a lot about doing it, but like I have trouble for some reason taking those first couple steps. It's like getting my computer out and connecting to the internet, which I mean is like such a benign task. But like, for some reason, those are like these weird hurdles that I face. And it's like before I've done tasks one through three, I've gotten distracted and gone somewhere else and sort of just like, you know, lost sight of what my goal is. And it's like, I'm using a schedule or like a planner and I'll write down like my to-do and it's like, I will get through the cleaning, I will get through the cooking. And it's just like, then I get to like, oh, this one task, which is like apply for this job. And I'm like, uh, I'm tired now. Or, oh, I need like a break, you know? And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's, I feel drained Okay. when I get there.
1: Okay, okay. And what's, what do you think the fear is? around doing that specific task, applying to that job or whatever it
0: is? Um, I mean, since i moved, I've definitely faced more rejection than I was used to. And so it's like, there's definitely a little bit of cynicism, like, oh, I'm just going to do this to like send it off into the ether where nobody responds. And part of that is that we are in a global pandemic. And I know that that has changed the entire landscape that I was hoping to enter. But it's like, there's other time like that I found because of the pandemic to work on these Sort of passion projects, and through like a website and some photography and some educational stuff, and it's like there's some weird hold up, and I think it turns almost into like imposter syndrome. Like, why am I even wasting my time doing this? Like, this isn't going anywhere. This isn't earning you money. Like, you know, there's like a weird internal dialogue that starts happening, mm-hmm. and then I'll use I'll use things like meditation to like reground and like get back that place. But like the cyclical thinking is almost like draining me of my energy. And it's like, sometimes I'm able to click and be like, no, just do it. Just do it. Like, don't think just do, which I know is something I've worked on. But like, that's like, if I don't catch that quickly enough, it's like, all of a sudden, it's just like, it feels like marbles scattering out of a a jar or something. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Okay. I actually don't think this is a masculine energy problem.
0: I know, as I'm talking, like, maybe it's
1: not. (laughs) I think it's a feminine energy problem. I don't think you're really passionate about what you're trying to make yourself do. I'm sorry. You just told me that you have all these passion projects you've been working on, like your website, photography. You know, I know that you've been wanting to start a business for a while. And I think feminine masculine energy, it's it's not like you're in one or the other. Mm -hmm. Very rarely. And, you know, the only time, honestly... You're in one energy or the other is honestly when you're imbalanced, right? Like, if you're like, mm-hmm. go, 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 gotta control the things, success, 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 like you're 100% in your masculine and you're gonna burn out at some point. You're gonna get exhausted mm-hmm. and like you've experienced you weren't very happy, right? And it works for a little yeah. bit. And then if you're like 100% in your feminine, you're probably like laying in bed all day, like having all these dreams and ideas and like, oh, I should meditate, I should do this, I should do that. Mm-hmm. Can't do it and you're literally a puddle like you described before. yeah, but the two energies work best together. you know and I'll just use an example for my own business like if I'm recording a bunch of podcasts or writing a bunch of emails or Instagram posts or whatever and I'm totally in my masculine like the content I produce like sucks
0: <laughs> really be
1: yeah because because like while the masculine can hold the space, for me to get shit done the container for me to get shit done and the drive and the energy to get shit done what really creates the content that people can relate to and really feel into what i'm saying and resonates that comes from the feminine energy because if mm-hmm. i'm not able to connect with you know my emotions and my heart and what i really want people to know who are reading or listening to whatever i'm creating you know i have to be in the feminine mm-hmm. Right. And so, and look, I'm not like perfect at it <laughs> by any stress, yeah, like, nobody is. you know, I'm, I'm human. And sometimes I'm like, damn it, I got to record five podcasts today. Cause I'm like, you know, getting <laughs> everything ready for maternity leave. And that's a lot. I usually record five podcasts in a day, yeah. you know, so certainly not perfect, but when I can get into that, like balance, then I think I create some of the best content, you know, like ever okay. versus like, if I'm more in my feminine and just feeling tired, like You know, if the moon is void of course or mercury in retrograde, like I usually, or I'm just feeling tired because I didn't sleep well the night before or whatever it is. And I'm like, I just can't get into my masculine. Then I don't know if if I'm like under a deadline, like if my podcast, which is like, hey, we need some episodes and like, okay, fine. Maybe I'll like force myself to do it. But otherwise I'll be like, you know what? Today is not the day. So I'm just wondering where you can combine your feminine and masculine into you know, your next steps in terms of your career so that it it's not one or the other. And you're, cause I just think that like these jobs you're applying for, like, I don't think you're excited about them. I don't think you really want to do it.
0: Well, and I think part of it is just like, you know, you get three years and, you know, I don't know if we want to go into like why, but mm-hmm. you know, you get like three years of rejection. It's just like, it totally messes with your mind. And you know, and it definitely, I, the career landscape for me is totally different than when I was living on the East coast. And so like, part of that has been like, for me, I think an honest to God grieving process. And it's like, I built up this hype, like going to go in and be a teacher finally, and then coronavirus. And I don't think anybody thought this was going to happen. And so it's like complicate. That is like this added layer of complication. And it's not just me, like we're, everybody's affected by this disease. So it's like, uh, you know, and it, I think like listening to some of the things that I've said, it's like, you know, I think it's acknowledging and validating some of the experiences I've had and how that has affected, I think my self-esteem as a professional. And then also, you know, maybe like don't, cause it's like, I try to pack a lot of things in on my days off. And so it's like, clean the place, refill the bird feeders, like clean the kitchen, mop all the floors. I'm like, maybe spread that out a little bit. And you know, make more time for getting like the tasks that I want to have done finished versus, you know, and maybe like shift how my relationship to that. Cause it's like, you know, I've sort of like tried to create a more sacred relationship to the day to day. And, and I'm like, well, maybe like learn to live with it being imperfect. Cause there's that masculine energy creeping in again. Like, you know, if I need everything to be in its like perfect place for me to be relaxed, it at the detriment of, potentially moving myself forward. I think that that's like a, that's like a little red flag there. And, you know, and it's like, and I've, I've learned to like, take some of the things like, you know, I just moved, I misplaced my computer and I could not find it. And I was like, okay, well working towards, you know, job applications, part of that, you're allowed to count. You are looking for your computer, which I found, um, it was in a weird drawer, but like, (laughs) you know, it's like, I'm like, that was time away from that, but that wasn't time poorly spent. That was time that went towards another goal. And so it's sort of like, I'm able to container, you know, add a container to some of this task through activities like that. And, you know, it's like remembering to put my stuff on the charger, like that counts as, you know, moving in the positive direction. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, I think it's interesting that you said it's a feminine thing. I think that that's, and as I was talking, I was like, you know, I think my definition of success is a very, is still very rooted in like a toxic relationship to success. And, yeah, you know, and if you're, and I still have friends who are in that place, you know, they're in a very toxic relationship to their masculine energy, you know, and said without judgment, but like, it's hard for me to be around because I'm like, it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong because I try not to be there anymore. And I think they don't right. understand. Right. And we
1: both used to live in DC, and like DC is a special place in my heart, but I'm like, I don't know if I could live in Oh,
0: there. God. Love it forever. Love it forever. Yeah. But like, like oh bring out God.
1: all of these, like, <laughs> not so great qualities that I worked really hard to shift. I just think that part of this is, you know, it, you said like the past three years and your career has like really taken the toll on your self esteem. And so part of this is like rooted in the toxi- toxic masculinity. And also, you want to almost prove to yourself and possibly to others that whatever it is, like you can get this job, you can have a successful career, what, you know, exactly, whatever, how you would exactly define it. And that's not super motivating, but like, I've heard you talk about, you know, teaching science to kids and, you know, getting into like gems and the earth and all of that stuff. And like school this year is like, totally turned upside down on its head. And yeah. parents are hiring tutors and online tutors and in-person tutors, and they will pay dearly to get their kids <laughs> <laughs> out of their hair so they can have, I have so
0: it. much respect for them. I can't even imagine like, oh gosh, my heart goes out to them.
1: I mean, I'm saying we've had a conversation about this idea before and Jimbox yeah. says like, you are excited about this. You are passionate about it. And I have no doubt in my mind that you would very easily be able to find a good balance of both feminine and masculine energy to put towards these goals. And I think that there's probably some fear and some ego and also like the whole sunken cost thing that's not allowing you to not give up, but just be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right path for me anymore when it comes to the job applications in the more traditional sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I... It's complicated, but it like really helps just to talk about it and like, you know, be able to have someone to chit chat about because I think sometimes like the people I would have normally gone to, they don't have the same relationship to their energy anymore. And so it's like the feedback is try harder, do more. Why are you failing? You know, and it's not said like critically, but like, I think it's said with absolute, they're absolutely perplexed at what's going on. And it's like, That's not helpful right now because it's, I feel like I'm in a really vulnerable space, but you know, and I, and I do have plans. I can tell you about it after the call or whatever, but so it's just like getting to that place where, you know, I don't sit in bed all day or I don't, not that I really like do that, but like, you know, it's just like flitting about the, the condo and like making sure everything looks perfect or like putting my energy into like organization projects. And it's like, okay, well, but that's not really your end goal right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like shifting that gear. Oh,
1: Elizabeth Gilbert, and for those listening, I think probably most know Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. She's most famous for. Anyways, she said something about the first step to writing a new book is rearranging her spice cabinet.
0: So- <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche.
1: <laughs> so there's that. But aside from that, I think that if instead, you know, this is not really, and, and maybe when you reached out to me about doing this call, you thought maybe okay, it was gonna be like a time management or like how to like really drive in that right, no or, expectations or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean who knows what you're expecting. But yeah. I think that instead, if you were to ask yourself, okay, what can my feminine and masculine energy get behind and trust that like you know, the money will come, mm-hmm. I totally get like the sunken costing. Like I went to grad school and undergrad really. To do like Middle East politics. And I sunk so much money and time and literally tears, not blood, but definitely tears.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: Learning Arabic and, you know, all these requirements that were involved in my Middle East studies uh, major and then my master's. And I had a job in that field for a year and a half Mm -hmm. after grad school, plus like student loans. (laughs) Yeah. And now here I am, a dating coach. So, you know, go figure. And there's a podcast episode about this. The episode's called "Quit Happens. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, oh yeah, but, that's a good but, one. But basically the sunken costs thing is a fallacy because if you keep going forward on this path that like you think you're supposed to go on or you put a lot of time, money and energy into every day that like, something doesn't feel right. Or there's these other ideas that you want to pursue, but you're like, no, but I have to do this thing first or I have to succeed Mm -hmm. in it first. There's another word. That's like the opposite of something cost. I forgot what it's called, but she talks about it in the episode, but basically like now there's like the cost of like, not going forward with, you know what it is that you Mm -hmm. want to do. So for example, if I was like, I must stay in Middle East politics, I must stay at this law firm where I'm like translating Arabic and all that kind of stuff and not pursue all these other things. Then like I missed out monetarily, but then also like in terms of like satisfaction and fulfillment and whatever by staying in this thing that I think I'm supposed to do because I have these student loans and I spent six years, you know, learning the language and the culture and everything like that.
0: I Um, definitely have that thought pattern. (laughs) Like I was like, Oh wow, that's ringing a major bell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. And I I did the same thing too, or before with with music, I, I played the flute since I was in third grade. I was planning on being a flute major. That's how I that's how I was applying to school. I was applying to school as a music major. Like, and that's what I was Mm -hmm. basing my applications on, like what had a good music program. And it was within that. I don't think I made it much past first semester. It was probably, I don't remember, I don't know, but I, I remember having a long talk with my mom about like, am I going to give up the flute after 10 years? And I did. And it was fine. And plus like, you really just want to teach. like you don't have to teach inside a traditional classroom and who knows what traditional quote unquote traditional classrooms are going to be like after this anyways. Like I think no kidding. I think homeschooling and tutoring and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't think that like, I think parents are going to see the benefits of you know, alternative schooling methods. And like, I think that the traditional, like go to school every day and like teach to a test, like obviously that's already been a controversial topic in at least the U.S. for a while. But I think that once people are like literally not in school because of the pandemic, parents are really going to be like, hold up, like this actually kind of works. Like to do these variations of, you know, online or outdoor learning. Like my sister's sending her kid to a school that's held at a summer camp. This year Mm -hmm. and like they have all of these different kinds of teachers and it's like they have a little bit more freedom like it's a charter school so it's it's, it's yeah a private school whatever but they have all these different kinds of teachers coming in and experts and like they're just they're gonna be like in the freaking dirt (laughs) you know where they should be quite
0: frankly yeah which is where like like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) should be and not just like at a stupid desk like trying to like memorize shit out of a book so I think that, and like also there's, I don't remember the statistic, but I do know there is a statistic that so many businesses, especially small businesses are born in crises and economic recessions and all that kind of stuff. So I just think that you have an opportunity here and this is my Capricorn self-talking and also I know you're passionate about this stuff and I just don't think you are really passionate about, you know, the more traditional job route.
0: Well, and I think, like, part of it is just, like, my traditional job right now is so draining on every level that, like, you know, part of them, like, just, just make time for these applications so that way you can have better access to your time. You know, it's sort of like how we talked about, like, buying back time. Like, I feel like if I was able to get into a slightly more traditional schedule with maybe less stress added onto it, like... That would free up some of my energy for what I actually want to do versus like, I just have to be so engaged at my job that I'm at right now. And it's like, there's no mental break and it's like silly things like where's the bathroom and, you know, but it's like, you're in a thought and it's like, oh, uh, go to this place, you know? And it's just, Mm -hmm. so it's like, there's, I put some pressure on myself to look for jobs and apply for jobs, even if they're not like my, you know, my forever job, but just to like change my circumstance a little bit.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a longer conversation as to whether or not yeah, that's absolutely the right the right choice. And also you could just think, okay, well, if I got this number of clients or whatever, like how much of my time could I buy back? And then yeah. what would that free me up to do to continue either finding another full time job while you're building your business, or that could free you up time to like not have to cook or clean as much. Cause you could, you know, hire that out or get things ordered or, or whatever. You know, once, once you have, once you're running your own business, like you think about time in a whole new way,
0: That's um, cool
1: because it's not, it's literally your time and you can be like, okay, I can spend, you know, five hours cleaning my place or, you know, I can hire someone to do it. And that's like, quarter of a client or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, and, and you just start thinking about your time in that way where it's like, it's very different when you're working for someone else and, and on their clock, basically. Yeah. Um, I would say for the most part, I think that's generally true. I don't know if it's universally true, but anyways. Okay. So what are your next steps as you've gathered from this call?
0: I think I am going to get to know the energies better, like especially in those moments of like indecision to I guess identify them and, you know, understand how they're relating to my my person. I mean, like low key, I finally found my computer. So <laughs> I'm gonna actually work on my websites a little bit. And then I don't know, like just maybe not push myself so hard to define what this problem is and just work through it. You know, maybe because I think that that was toxic masculinity again. Like that place where it's like, what is it? How do I fix it? You know, attack the problem. And it's like, okay, well, there you go. Like it's, that's a a habit you develop that maybe isn't something that you need to carry forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I would also add just practice following the passion. And I know sounds kind of cliche, but like, if you're sitting there trying to force yourself to send a job application, it just feels like pulling out teeth but working on your website or reaching out to people about, you know, doing some tutoring for kids this year feels exciting. i get a little scary, but that feels like, oh man, like there's something pulling me in that way. Like let's go that way instead of the other. <laughs> yeah, for
0: sure. Okay. Well, awesome. I was so great talking to you again.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: Definitely. Take care. I want to pause this episode and tell you, if this coaching
1: call feels like something you need to have in your life, I want you to consider working with me one-on-one. Right now, I'm filling spots to begin working with me in early 2021. I believe deep work equals deep love, and that's exactly what I do with my clients. I don't bother with the do this, do that. I'm not here to make you a better dater. I'm here to help you find a deep love. I meet you right where you are, hold your hand, and hold you accountable throughout the process. It doesn't matter if you've done this kind of work for years and still haven't figured it out, or if this is your first rodeo at the coaching personal development thing. All that matters is you're done with where you are now. You want to get serious about finding love in the next 12 months, and you're ready to invest the time and money into radically changing your life. If that's you, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching to submit an interest form and be added to my waitlist, And then I'll be in touch with you soon. Good. All right. Let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much, Maureen, for coming onto the show. And thank you for reaching out to me so that we can have this conversation and share it with the many women who listen. I know that it's a super relevant topic and question, and I just appreciate you coming onto the show to ask it. All right. So obviously, like I said in the intro, part of our conversation had to do with the pandemic. Like I said, I'm recording this episode in August. And... Neither Maureen or I know what's going to be like in December. Um, it just feels like each day is a year in 2020. Um, and that's just really what it's been all about. But no matter what is going on, if there's a second wave right now, if there's a deep economic recession, if there's election drama, I really don't know what's going to be going on. However, whatever is going on, I would not be expecting life to get back to the way it quote unquote used to be. And in fact, I don't think that's the way we really want it to be anymore. You know, I've been really thinking a lot about what do I want to keep from the pandemic moving forward? And one thing that Maureen and I talked about was schools and schooling, because that's part of her area of interest. And I know that may not be super relevant to everyone listening, but you know, schools are going to be different. How we buy things are going to be different and services and some things are going to stay online. You know, a lot of yoga studios, for example, a lot of personal training sessions, a lot of therapy sessions all moved online. And I don't think that's going to be changing. Post pandemic, right? People see the convenience of that and how they can run more efficient and cost effective businesses by moving some of their services online. So I think just because it might be safe to be in person again, I don't think you know, we're just necessarily going to jump back to that. And I would love to see schools and learning reimagined. I think making 10 year olds, like I was saying about my niece, just sitting inside classrooms, studying for a test, like that just feels awful. But like being in the dirt and learning that way, I just think that's awesome. And I just don't think once parents have experienced things like this, or we've experienced the convenience of online yoga, or whatever it is, it's necessarily going to go back to the way things are before. Okay. So let's break down what I went over with Maureen. I actually don't think she had as much as a feminine masculine imbalance as she thought. You know, it takes masculine energy to get shit done. Even if that shit you want to get done is... Meditation and cleaning and inner work and more feminine things. Remember, truly being in 100% feminine energy with no masculine energy at all would literally be just laying on your bed thinking about meditation and thinking about how wonderful it would be to take a bath or do the inner work or whatever. But actually making the energy and creating the drive forward to do the meditation, to do the journaling, to do the thing, to create the space for it, that is masculine energy. And so I don't think it's that her masculine energy was... Not there. I think the problem was that she was trying to source her old toxic masculinity. And there's probably some trauma and some PTSD and some, oh, I don't want to go back to that. And so there could be some internal resistance of like, I can't live my life like that. And that's really what's preventing her from. You know, doing job applications and things that she quote unquote needs to do, you know, in order to move her career forward. And it's really just pulling out teeth. And from that kind of energetic space, it's going to be very, 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 very hard to accomplish anything. I think that she had more of a feminine energy problem, meaning that the feminine energy was nowhere in her process of her career, right? She has all these ideas, she has these passion projects, and she's even said that she has been able to focus on some of them and she's been excited about them. You know, I won't go into all of the details. But you know, she is really passionate about teaching. She's really passionate about earth science and gems and rocks. And she just wants to get dirty with kids, right? And yet she's going about a more traditional route to find a job. And I just don't think her heart is in it. And we've talked a little bit about that, you know, the, the sunken costs, and I'll talk about that in one second. But in my mind, She's no longer able to rely just on the masculine energy, specifically the toxic masculine energy, because she's been there before. And subconsciously, her body's like, ah, not going back, <laughs> no freaking way. And so, what she needs to do is really focus her masculine energy to areas where her feminine energy is like, yes this feels good. This feels like something that I want to do. This feels like something I'm passionate about. This is something that gives me life because that will give her energy, which will continue to drive and fuel her feminine masculine energy. And then it just kind of spirals from there, but spirals in a good way. It's like a renewable energy source. And that's really, you know, the best place to be doing your work from. The second thing that's holding her back is fear. And I think one reason we procrastinate is fear. So whenever you're procrastinating on anything, whether it's procrastinating on eating a different way, moving your body, meeting new friends, building a community, working with a coach, starting a new career, starting to date again or whatever it is, procrastination is always rooted in fear. And she even said herself that her self-esteem took a toll over the past few years because she hasn't seen the success that, you know, she... Once and that she wanted to achieve for herself. And obviously, there's other people's judgment and shame that comes into that. And so, if you're procrastinating on something, I want you to ask yourself, what are you really afraid of? If you're afraid of failing, if you're afraid of not getting the job, if you're afraid of being rejected by the person or whatever, is it because your self esteem and your ego is wrapped up in that? And the answer is probably yes. And so, you might need to do some more inner work, specifically inner child work to unravel that so that. Your self-esteem and your confidence and worthiness and all that kind of stuff can stay intact, whether or not there's rejection, because rejection is a part of life. And I've talked about this a lot. You know, you have to be able to accept rejection as a part of finding a new job or building a business or dating. And if you're not able to deal with the rejection at all, then it's going to be very, very difficult for you to stay in a good headspace and a good emotional space in order to do the thing that you need to do or want to do. So if you find yourself procrastinating, it might be time to give yourself permission to maybe back off and really do some of the inner work around the fear that's holding you back so that you can unravel, you know, whatever the fear and the old wound is, you know, getting wrapped up in. And then finally, there's the sunken cost that came up with Maureen. And I recommend listening to my episode with Lynn Marie Morski. And we'll put that link in the show notes. She has a business and a podcast called Quit Happens. And she came onto the show and talked about the sunken cost and how it's really a fallacy, uh, this belief that we have. Like, oh, I've already put so much money into this. Or I've already put three years into this relationship. So I should just make it work or try to make it work. Because otherwise, it'd be a waste of money or a waste of three years or whatever. And that's just not a true, honest, fair comparison. Because sticking with something just because you put a lot of time and money into something generally will continue to cost you. And so we don't look at it like that when we look at second cost, we usually look at the money and time and energy we've already put into something, but we forget for some reason, the money and time and everything that's going to take to stay in that choice that we've made. And I really love the episode with Len because, oh, my gosh, she, I think, has been to med school and has been to law school. And, like, obviously those things are not cheap things to do. And now she has, like, a freaking podcast. Where she talks about this kind of stuff, right? And so it would be very easy to be like, wow, you're, like, $400,000 in debt. Maybe you should, you know, be a lawyer or a doctor to, like, make the big bucks to pay that off or whatever, but, you know, with her sunken cost philosophy and everything that she talked about with Quit Happens, you know, she took a very different approach to life. So I think it's a really great episode. I don't remember the episode number at the moment while I'm recording this, but we'll put that in the show notes for sure. Um, you can also just Google Veronica Grant Quit Happens or Veronica Grant Lynn, uh, Lynn Marie Morski, and I'm sure it'll come up as well. All right, my dear, that is all I have got for you. Next Thursday is the fifth Thursday of the month. It's also my birthday. I am hoping to record a 2020 year in review. I like to do those at the end of every year. I can't say that I will definitely get it done uh, just because like I am recording this before I have a baby. I don't know what my life is going to be like uh, once the baby comes, um, but I do hope to have some sort of year in review um, for you uh, just so you can learn from my own lessons and mistakes that I've you know gone through in 2020 and it might be out on at 1231. But it might also be out in January or February, uh, just depending what my life is like. So keep an eye out for that bonus episode, hopefully to be in your earbuds super soon. And I will see you next month where I'll be back in my business, at least part time. And again, if you are interested in working with me privately in your love life and your life in general, then please head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And you'll learn a little bit more about what it looks to work with me and That'll also be the place where you can schedule your introductory call to see if it's a good fit. And you can also always reach out to me on Instagram, Veronica E. Grant, and tell me that you're interested and we can go from there as well. All right. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Christmas. Happy all the things. Happy New Year. And we'll talk soon. What if I told you I could tell you exactly why you were still single? What if you knew exactly why you were still single? It's not magic, it's not astrology, and I'm not a psychic. You can figure that out for yourself now, and it's all about understanding how your core wounds from childhood create your fears and limiting beliefs about yourself as an adult. In my new course, Crappy to Happy, in two weeks, I'll walk you through the exact process I take my clients through to discover their love blocks and clear them so you too can find real love without having to spend years in therapy. I've worked with hundreds of women to change their love life, and whether it's getting out of a toxic relationship, dating again after years of not, or meeting that special someone, I'd love to help you too. To learn more about my self-study e-course, Crappy to Happy, and register, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash courses. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find them in the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me in a future episode. And don't forget to rate and review The Love Life Connection. It really helps me to grow the show. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode. And until then, sending you so much love.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.